Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Hey there, Why Though listeners, we are back, and today Ashley and I are talking about why you need to silence the haters, though, mm-hmm. because the truth is we all have them, and you know what I just have to say about haters? Those bullies when you were 13 and those haters when you were 13, they're now 35 Correct. and 45 and 55, <laughs> and as much as we would want to think everyone's pursuing wholeness and health in their life and relationships, that would not be the smartest thing to do because not everybody has. But we can appeal to their humanity and all that good stuff later. But today, we need to talk to you about why you need to silence the haters, though. And if you're thinking, Tiffany, I don't have haters, well, (laughs) they might be lowercase h haters. They might be secret haters. (laughs) They might be ones that... You don't even realize they are constantly criticizing you or demeaning you or even demonizing the work you're doing, and it's just sending you into a tailspin. So we're going to get to that. So Ashley, tell me, has there – you know what? Let's talk about something a little lighter before we start talking about all of our sad stories about (laughs) it. Because we actually have some intense stories of hatership. (laughs) Hatership. Um, Did you say hatership? I said hatership, and I think that that should be a book that we write someday because – you. But it really is, it's a tribe. They, they all run in a pack. You know, the hatership. They really the hatership. are. They have a membership. <laughs> they do. The they have a card. They have a black negative, card. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh. oh, I don't feel like I have anything silly to say before that, sadly. But, um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm trying to think of a hater I've had recently. <gasps> okay, I'll just tell you this. I have personally... I have, mm, this is just, you know, I tried to put the hater in their place. I'm just going to call this person a hater. They weren't a hater, but it's just too good not to share. I was on five flights this past week, and that's yeah, just you too were. many. It's, too you're going to get flights. a cold, man. You're going to get the flu doing that. For sure. And uh, at one point in time, I was just sick and tired, man. And you know how, like, it's your turn, like, the silent walk off the plane and, like, you know, row by row by row by row. And then somebody two rows behind you thinks they're going to walk in front of you even though it's your turn. And I needed to get my overhead, um, reach into the overhead and get my bag out. And I looked at this man who was, as I'm trying to get my bag out from the overhead bin, trying to squirm past me when it is clearly my turn, everybody is silent, right? And I look at this man and I'm like, stop. <laughs> and he looked at me like so bewildered, like what? And I said, stop. <laughs> it is not your yes. turn. It's not your turn. Yes. And I was like, mm. <laughs> and he didn't listen, and he pushed me into my seat and no walked past. Way. And then everyone's just like staring there, like trying not to laugh. And I'm kind of trying not to laugh, but I'm so mad. And then I like reach up, get my thing, and walk out. I can't believe he just pushed you out of the way. Like this is everything that's wrong with the world today. Right? What? <laughs> like just summed up in a moment. I mean, you know how those moments when you're like, what? man, everything's great, the world's so great, and then somebody cuts you off in traffic, and you're like, yeah, you're like everything's horrible. Everything's no, there's horrible. no human decency. You know, you start going down the the, the hatership track. <laughs> right. I've never shouted at somebody on an airplane before, and it was oh, it's kind of great. I'm not gonna lie. He deserved that, to be honest. 
And then he was looked at me like, why are you talking? And I was right. just like, of course, Whoa. That's appropriate of a personality like that. <laughs> right? And then I just have to say, I fought. I was, you know, eventually, like, out. Because I was the next person off. Because nobody else was going to touch me with a 10-foot pole until yeah, I got my course. bag out. <laughs> right. And I'm 5'1", humans listening. So me getting some a bag out of the overhead compartment said, I mean, it's a it's a show, really. It really is, yes. Someone should and, have helped uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Where are the helpers? Look for the helpers, right? Anyway, so I get off. It's a different day, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> So I get off, and this joker is standing there at the at the end of the jetway gate or whatever, like terrified that I'm gonna like come up to him. He's just fear on his face. Good. I looked at him, smiled, and walked on because I had to go to the bathroom. Because you're kind. Because I silenced myself in the face (laughs) of my quote unquote hater. Yeah. You guys, you can't, you know what? Let this be a lesson to all of us. When it's not your turn, don't get off the plane, okay? Just wait yeah, your just turn. just don't do it. That's part of why I actually love my size. Like, when I'm 6'2 and I need to get out, like, people move because they have to. Oh, and I'm nice. like, no, you are, you shall not go before me. These are the rules. These are the unspoken you rules You shall not pass. And you shall not pass. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> and oh. they just stand there because no one's, you know, they're usually not as tall as me. Definitely don't want to take on the the death stare that I give them. Also, so, yeah, I bet this half is when the time, an extra foot of height is helpful. I agree. Right, that is helpful. <laughs> also, I imagine there are times when you have a baby strapped to the front of you. Hundred percent. Oh, and they're the worst then because they just think, <gasps> oh, she's going to take forever, so they try oh. to pass you. So that's why I always stand. Oh, yeah. If Cody hasn't already, because I'm like, no, the whole family's coming. Yes, we have two carry-ons, and you shall wait because this is the rules of society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's. I mean, you clearly hit a pet peeve I didn't even know I had. <laughs> wow. I'm glad I brought this up. And Me too. to you, man That's on the helpful. plane, if you ever listen to this, you shouldn't do that again. Okay. Never, All right. Moving I don't on. Think you will. Okay. Good job. Good job. Ashley, guys. tell me about a time when you had to curry the courage to mm-hmm. silence the haters. Mm hmm. Well, I think. Um, this happens a lot in my life, which you know, Tiffany, being one of my dearest friends, but um, I do my best to speak out about things that are happening in society that are really, really bad, especially when it happens for women. Um, and a couple of years ago, I wrote a blog post that went viral, and it talked about so many things in the blog post and how women are abused in society and what it means if certain things were to happen. Um, and the blog post went viral, and all these folks, it was going viral at the same time as my version Bible study was also mm-hmm. going viral. My first one has had over 200,000 people go through it. Yeah, and can so we just stop released. and celebrate that? I know. We're going to stop and celebrate that. I know. I'm going to brag on you. I'm not a numbers girl, but I'm actually really proud of that. Yes. Like, yeah. Big deal. And can it's you tell us the deal. name so they can go? Of find course. That? It's called Finding God in the Hard Places. Um, you can find that on you version if you search Ashley Abercrombie yes. or the title. You totally can. It will pop right up. And I believe it's a seven day plan. It is a on the Bible one. app, so you can even pause this podcast, this episode right now, and go download that. The you, you're, it's I've read it at least seven times, so <laughs> it's it's uh, it's powerful. Also, I just want to say that that plan is very applicable to both men and women. So yeah, tell the men in your it life really as well. Is. 
Yeah. So it was going, the blog post went viral at the same time that was going out to a lot of readers. And version had featured in one of their emails. And so people who had begun to read my blog who had gone through my Bible study. And so I started getting these comments from people. It was, it was very justice-oriented posts, which sometimes can be very offensive to people who are in the church who think justice is separate from the church. Um, and so because of that, I started getting these crazy comments on this blog. I mean, I've sent you some of them, to uh, Tiffany. Like you saw the, the worst one I got where this lady basically just told me that I'm not even a Christian and that I really, you know, need to slow down and hear from God. Why am I speaking? Why am I being so political? Like just went on this crazy rant and tangent. She didn't even know who I was. And so, okay, that one's not as difficult to stomach. I mean, definitely it was, felt like a verbal assault and they happened, you know, comment after comment after comment. And so What's hard about that is that I'm a human being, number one. Number two, I walk with God. So for somebody to start assassinating my character and then also telling me that I don't need to be a pastor, that I should not be speaking up, that why am I talking about these issues, that I'm not even a Christian. I mean, can you even imagine? And after a time, that stuff starts to kind of get in your head. And so for me, I was like, man, is it worth speaking up? Is it worth talking about these issues if every time I do, the people you would think who are in your corner, the church, is going to just absolutely attack you? Um, so that was a time in my life where I had to, had, had to learn on a more public scale to silence the haters. And so how yeah. did I do that? Well, I decided to post some of the comments. I decided to delete some of the comments. I reached out to my friends, <laughs> Tiffany mm -hmm. being one of them, so that I could share with them, like, hey, this is the kind of verbal assault that's happening in my life at the moment. Like, can you believe this? You know, and people who would just come to bat for me and who would remind me who I am and that it's okay and a good thing for me to be speaking out about issues. Just people to remind me again who I really am. And I think that's one of the biggest keys to silencing haters is going back to the people that you feel the most connected to, that you feel the most alive with, that you feel the most like yourself with so that they can say, no, that is not the truth. That is not who you are. Yes, you need to speak up. Yes, learn from the situation, but speak up and keep allowing God to use you in the way that he's called you to live. And so so that's a, a more public time where I had to silence the haters, but it was rough, girl. And it'd be happening all the time, but that was a particularly rough time. <laughs> so rough, so rough. That is painful. And I'm so sorry, even now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you had to live through that and experience that and receive that hate. Thank you, friend. Um, uh, mine is actually very similar uh, <laughs> to yours. And, I, and if, if you're listening and you're not a writer, blogger, you don't have a public platform, we will also share examples oh, of yeah. normal, you know, haters in our life. But mine is very similar to Ashley's is I wrote a piece for Scary Mommy. Mm -hmm. And Scary Mommy is a major platform. They have millions upon millions upon millions of hits a day of uh, content that um, highlights motherhood and is, is sarcastic and snarky, but powerful as well. They've got some great stuff. And I read a lot of their stuff. And this was years ago now, but... I pitched a piece titled, My Son Doesn't Know He's Black. And for those of you, you probably know by now, if you've listened to our first couple of episodes, which share a little bit more about our personal lives and our individual stories, is that my husband and I adopted sweet, sweet, sweet little guy from Uganda, and he's got deep, dark, chocolatey skin, and he is <laughs> so wonderful. delicious. He's so wonderful, yes, and we just, is. we're just crazy about him. And this article really talked about the fact that he was so little at the time he was almost four years old he's now eight 
he didn't know what it meant to be black in America. He didn't, he was, you know, playing with Peppa Pig and learning his ABCs and learning how to count and learning, you know, lullabies. And he wasn't concerned yet uh, with what it means to be a black man in America, but his parents were. And so as we are shepherding this little guy, we understand it is our honor our duty and our privilege to teach him of uh, the history, not the dominant narrative, but the subtext and the yeah. the narrative that's not always shared, but is also a true narrative uh, of what it means to be black in America and yeah. what has happened to those with dark skin in America and, uh, and to tell the courageous efforts of Frederick Douglass and Malcolm X and Dr. Mm-hmm. King and, all, and, the, and the less known... Um, heroes and activists and abolitionists of our time. And so that was kind of the point was like, it's our job. He doesn't know he's black, but there's going to be a day when he does. Yeah. And I and that day is coming so soon was the point of the article. And I had a little picture of him. And it was shared, I think the day it came out, it was shared, just on that first day was shared 10,000 times. Mm. And Goodness gracious. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, thousands upon thousands of comments on it. And... Uh, and I remember thinking, do I want to read these, you know? Like, right. Do I want to read these comments? Because that is a moment of choice where you're like, okay, there could be some great stuff in here, but there could be some really bad things in here. And that's the truth, Ashley. There yeah. was some great stuff and there was yeah. some really bad stuff. And I was like, no, I can't. I have a good head on my shoulders of everything I've been yeah. through. I can handle a stranger's assault, right? Yeah. So I, th- there was beautiful comments like, oh my gosh, I get it. I, my son's black or I, I have children of color. Like, thank you for saying this. Like, thank you for sharing this perspective it's so valuable because we look at them and we see these sweet little innocent children who were terrified when they're 13 and wearing a hoodie down the street and you know it's interesting even now i am i'm terrified of jericho getting his driver's license but i'm not terrified of kingston getting his driver's license you know so they're just these things that are in my head as a mom and speaking to other moms and uh, and then, of course, there were the comments that were like, you're racist. We don't see color. I don't raise my children Gosh. to see color, you know, all that stuff. And Ashley and I will break that down a little more in, in future episodes yeah. of, um, of you know, how you can bring your kids along and to be um, just, what's the word I'm looking for here? To, to just have good eyes, a good heart, and, and a wise mind on how to walk around and engage people of color. We'll get into that later, but yes. for the sake of argument now, it was uh, it was obviously painful. And, yeah. you know, strangers just screaming it in all caps on the internet. And this isn't like emails to me, right? This is like public, public comments. Yeah. yeah, so tough. And so you're like, hey, and I'm like, no, I don't need to answer. But you want to know what I just have to say, and I'm pretty sure you've had this happen too. Other people came to my rescue in the comments. Like, oh, yeah, you think your kids don't see color? Well, let me tell you what. You know, like it was just, uh, I was like, oh, I don't even need to do this. These other women um, and other mamas that I've never met were like, no, what she's saying matters and here's why. And and it was very kind, very kind of them. But the truth is uh, to be so misunderstood and to have your personhood under attack is so very painful. And it's one thing for your work to be attacked, right, Ashley? It's another yep. thing for your personhood to be attacked. Yes. And and then, of course, Ugh. it's a whole other thing for both to be attacked in one fell swoop. So I think that there is um, a lot that we go through when somebody is attacking your work. And, and you you know, maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm not, I don't have this public platform. What, what do you mean? How does this apply to me? Yeah. Let's say you pitch something at work and this idea that you have slaved over blood, sweat, and tears, and it is 
just ripped apart publicly. Like that yeah. is painful, right? Yes, it is. And you just feel Even like, if why there's you five hate? people in the room in a creative meeting, like right. you can feel like you want to just go crawl under a rock and like nothing you do matters. So yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I remember a time, just as you're describing, I had worked countless hours on a presentation and on a project that I was doing. Um, and I walked into a meeting and the leader of this meeting said, oh, this is crap. Mm. This is absolute crap. And just sitting there thinking like, wow, you could have said that in private. I could handle that if it was just you and I. You didn't need to tell my colleagues because now the way they see me, the way they view me, they, the way they're going to encounter me and work with me, like I just lost so much credibility. Thanks. Thank you very much. Like, <sighs> So we, we all have in some shape or form experienced that shame. And when we yeah. say silence the haters, we're saying how do we handle the shame that others place upon us yeah. um, for something we can't change, for something we've chosen, for the work we've created? How do we handle that? So, Ashley, what would you say is the first step it, internally that mm-hmm. we can do to handle shame and yeah. silence those haters? Yes. Well, I think the first thing is to pause and just take a breath, you know, because I that's been huge for me because how I tend to respond to shame or embarrassment is anger. Mm. And so for me, um, I have to really like just slow my roll. I have to take a deep breath. Sometimes I have to walk out of the room. Sometimes I need to just like take a minute or excuse myself, but I need to just slow my roll. Um, and it seems like what might happen next for someone who deals with anger is a large outburst, but that's not actually true for me. What happens is I have this whole internal process of like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry, I could blow a gasket, so I need to like calm down and remove myself. But then what happens to me internally is I begin to um, you know, assault myself verbally, if that makes sense. So in my internal brain, I start going through, whoa, like that really wasn't this, or maybe I'm not good enough, or perhaps this, that, and the other thing, and I start tearing myself down. So in order to prevent me from doing that, I have to pause, take a breath, and go, what's true here? Okay, what is the truth? So that was a harmful comment that was very hurtful in this meeting or at home or in my, maybe a friend even said something unknowingly without meaning to, or perhaps it's on a a larger scale, like we're talking about Facebook posts or it's a blog or whatever, an article, um, whatever it is, like slowing my role and really thinking through what's the truth here. So the truth is that I'm a good person. The truth is that I work hard. The truth is that my voice is worth hearing. The truth is that I've been created to speak. The truth is that God gave me dignity, that I don't have to feel ashamed of who I am. And so I start running through the gamut of what's true. And then the third step for me is um, looking for affirmation in others. And here's what I mean by that. What I don't mean is people who affirm me for some kind of perverse agenda or Mm -hmm. pleasing people. What I mean is reaching out to my friends, reaching out to my husband, reaching out to people who know me well and saying, hey, this is what happened in this meeting or this is what happened online or this is what happened in our home. Like, is this true? Um, can you help me understand what's going on here? Will you be with me in this and and just speak truth to me? Um, can you affirm who I really am? And through those three steps, it helps me. And that process might happen over a couple of days. It may not all be immediate three steps, um, but those are kind of my three, like, okay, slow my roll. What's true? Get affirmation <laughs> from the people who I know really, really love me and who will also tell me the truth. So they won't affirm me just to like, you know, Uh, build up my ego, but they're really affirming me because they know who I am. And if I have done something wrong in the situation, or if I actually do need to tweak or make adjustments, they'll say so, but they will affirm who I am as a person, as a woman, as a daughter of God. And so that's, that's sort of my three-step process. (laughs) That's beautiful. That is, I mean, I, I have 
hardly anything to add to that. That's exactly <laughs> how I would process that as yeah. well. And I think something just to expand, I love how you said, what's the truth? What's mm-hmm. the truth? Because mm-hmm. haters and the things they throw to you, that can stick and and it, and that and fear is a liar and those yes. can feel like lies and yes. it just it can it can, you know, kind of send us into crazy mode. Yeah. And I always uh, I always tell my sip girls, the uh, my Bible study girls, okay. What is the what does reality say? Yeah. But what does truth say? Like yeah. what does heaven say over this? Really good. And you have to go back what's really true. And I think what you said the first thing you said and I was like, "Oh, yes." You said, "I don't feel like enough or am I enough in this?" Yeah. yeah. And that's the first thing you got to go to that identifying your yes. personhood and uh, you know, because insecurities, they threaten our sense of identity. So being able to. Yes, they do. Being able to say, I'm not going to let this affect my identity, how yes. I see myself, yes. how I see God, because why? I understand that this will affect how I see other people. Yes. So being able to first say, I'm enough. This does not take away from the goodness of who I am, the calling I believe is placed on my life, and so on and so forth. Yes. Uh, another thing I wanted to add is the great Maya Angelou said in her poem, Haters, she said this, the problem I have with haters is that they see my glory, but they don't know my story. Love that. They see my glory, but they don't know my story. Because haters, they're going to come in all shapes and sizes and at all different parts of our journey and all different stops on the journey. And so they might come early because they're jealous (laughs) of of what's happening in you. They might come later because they just flat out disagree with you. They might come because they think you really are building something that's wrong and hurtful yeah. to other people. And so I think there is a point, like you said, is anything that this person is saying helpful? Yes. Is anything that this person is saying, can I learn anything here? Because I yeah. will if I can. Yes. And that takes a spirit of humility, doesn't it? It will, really will does. Will I learn something here? Yes. Um, but then if you can't, I mean, shake it off. Yes. Walk on. Like, you don't need that. They don't get a place at your heart. They are not a voice that should be amplified in your life. They sh- yeah. surely are a voice that should be silenced. Is there anything else you want to add to that, Ashley? I think just I want to go back to identity for just a second because I think that what you said about identity is really, really powerful. And I think that's the difference between just silencing the haters and being able to receive Um, tweaks and helpful growth. So when you have a healthy identity, when you're like, whoa, pause, okay, let me think about this, what's true, then you can be able to receive from other people. Because there have been times where I've been in a creative meeting or I've been in some sort of ministry meeting with people and I'm like, I'll say a terrible idea. It's like, that wasn't good. The title's awful. That doesn't make any sense. It's absolutely tone deaf to the audience, you know, and I need to be able to hear those things from people. So what Tiffany and I are not saying is that don't ever receive any critique ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh, no. That is definitely right? what we're saying. <laughs> and, but that comes out of having such a healthy identity where it's like, hey, I can un- I can discern between someone who is just saying things without any idea who I am, without any understanding of the context for what I've been created to do, for who I am, with no respect to the person that God has made me, versus somebody who is you know, engaging in ideas and having a dialogue and we are helping sharpen one another. You know, So I feel like it runs the spectrum, um, but haters need to be silenced. <laughs> like we absolutely need to silence them and give them no room in our life. And I think about Nehemiah in the Bible and how over and over again he was 
this man whose heart was broken for his community. And then he decides with favor from God and favor from the king to go back and rebuild the city that he came from. And as he's there, he's building this beautiful wall around the city that will bring protection, that will level people up in his community. And he empowers every single person, no matter who they are, no matter what their job is, whether or not they're qualified, he empowers them to work on this wall. They're building this community together. And all along the process, he has haters. He has people who mock him. He has people who threaten to kill him. He has people who criticize him and who go to authorities and people of power to try to discredit him. And what I love about Nehemiah is he never once gives them an opportunity. Even when they come to him and say, hey, we want to meet with you. He's like, no, I cannot take the meeting. (laughs) He's able to just discern no, you don't need a place in my life. You don't have a place in my mission. And so I think that's such a powerful way for us to live, to know who to engage with, to have a healthy identity that will allow us to hear, but also to have a healthy enough identity to go, hey, you don't get to speak to me that way. You don't get to have a voice and a place in my life. You're welcome to your opinion. That's the country we live in. How fabulous. But I don't have to give it room in my life. It doesn't have to influence who I am and who I'm becoming. So I really loved what you shared about identity. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that specifically. I love that story in Nehemiah. And I also think, you know, on your journey to building a life you love and pursuing the dreams that are brewing within you, I can guarantee you are going to run into gossip, lies, uh, manipulation, and all of these things. You are going to run into these things. Why? Because this is life. Like, this is life and it is hard. And, And having these tools and having a mindset that can walk through this and make us stronger, not destroy us and not allowing it to determine how we feel about ourselves and what we believe about the world is really very, very, very valuable. Yep. Um, And uh, I just uh, have to say that it is so sweet when you can call up a friend, as Ashley said, and really be able to share, hey, this happened. Will you share this burden with me? This is yeah. hard. This is heavy. And have somebody speak the truth over yes. you. Now, it gets a little messy when the people who are hating on what is going on in your life or your work formally were supporters. Hmm. Right, Ashley? I think Man, that that's, that's where it can get. that's such a hard one. Oh, yeah, and, and we won't spend too to much honest. time. <laughs> it is. And we won't spend too much time on this. But I would say, Ashley, what would you say when those people were – Supporters, And you know yeah. what's so funny? Uh, Beth Moore posted mm. on Instagram just a few days ago. I reposted it because I was like, oh, this is good. I love Mama She Beth. said something. Oh, Bethy got it going on. She does. She said something to the effect that a lot of people are going to be upset if you get your crap together. Come on. And I was like, oh, Bethy. Yes. Yes. Beth Moore, if you ever listen to this podcast, I just have to say you have two fans. You have two big, yes, big fans. We love you so much. Fans, like stalker status, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we love you. We're going to meet you. We're going to go out to dinner with you. We know it. In Jesus' name, let it be so. Now, if any producers and or writers for Beth Moore are listening, I understand. If you want to set something up, you can email oh, so us. Hashtag why the podcast. Anything. Um, <laughs> hey, you never know, Ashley. Um, <laughs> we have listeners all over the world. We know you're listening, people. We see the analytics. We know you're listening. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Ashley, what would you say to the people who um, they formally, those were former friends or family members, or yeah. these were people that were rooting you on because they fit the expectation they had of you. You you were okay enough, but now you've exceeded their expectations and you yeah. aren't the person 
that they originally knew because you were yeah. a growing, thriving human being. How do you handle the yeah. people that were once close to you? So my way of handling them is to um, bless and not curse, you know, as mm. simple as that sounds. But it's like, you know, I have to run myself through, okay, Ashley, how, how do you bless with your words? How do you bless with your thoughts? Because not only does that bless the person, but it also blesses me. It's like, I don't want to walk around thinking to myself, well, I can't believe that they're acting this way. Like we've, ha- we've journeyed together for a long time or they've always been so supportive and now they absolutely aren't. And then I'm, what I'm doing is zeroing my mind down to this one person and giving them so much power in my mind and in my heart and in my identity and in my work. And so for me, just choosing the path, the path of blessing, it's like, great, I'm, I no longer fit what you're looking for. And I'm okay with that. There's millions of people in this world who are doing amazing stuff and you will find someone who will bless you. And I will continue to do the work that I'm doing and bless the people that I'm reaching. And so I think we kind of live with that idea of like bless and don't curse, you know, yeah. just like, just bless them, let them go. It's awesome. There's plenty of people for them, and there's plenty of people for you. And you have permission to constantly yeah. assess Yes. if those people are, they perhaps were once supportive and, you know, raving fans of what you were doing, yes. or, and now they're not. And yep. that's okay to assess, like, hey, this isn't working, and I love them. There's no lack of love to, you know, Paul and Barnabas, I don't think there yeah. was any lack of love, but right. it was time to separate and continue their ministries. Yes. Paul and Barnabas were... Uh, key leaders in the New mm-hmm. Testament in the Bible and so and you yeah. can read more about that but truly I think that you have to be able to say hey this isn't working anymore and I That's can't right. keep you here for the sake of me not wanting to have a hard conversation <laughs> totally or because I want followers or something yeah oh no. gosh no yeah 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 I think you have to be able to be yourself yes and know that what God is building within you and what you are working towards is something that you're willing to spend your life on and there's no time to invite the haters to have up close inside scoop on what is happening. So yes, yes, yes. Bye to the hatership. Okay. (laughs) So listeners, today's episode of why though is inspired by Tiffany's new book. She dreams. She highlights haters and what we can learn. You aren't going to want to pass on this one. You can grab your copy of she dreams at www.shedreamsbook.com. Com. And as always, you can click on the, the link in our show notes. We love you listeners, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.